Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. I've got some courses coming up this year and even next year and a retreat coming next year. And this year in the autumn, we are going to be doing Journey to the Center of the Self, Initiation and Integration. This is a synchrosoma mini course in archetypal somatics and liminal embodiment for beginners to advanced students. I'm very excited about that. We'll be doing all kinds of journeying and learning how to on purpose journey into our unconscious places, the lemon, a lot of that. Then we've got heart path from heartbreak to the sacred heart. This intensive is a four part course. I've been working on this for years and we are going to get into what I'm calling heart ecology and develop a really deep hearted way of being in the world. And then, like I kind of said, there's a retreat idea forming and to a sacred space, a power spot somewhere on the planet. I've got a few ideas about what that's going to be. And uh, that'll be a week-long vacation for our tribe, you know, to get together and do our shadow stalking, liminal journeys, synchrosoma yoga, all kinds of stuff like that. And the synchrosoma yoga studio is going to be opening in also hopefully in the autumn. And I am a wild, intuitive freedom yogi, and we're going to be doing all the things we do when we connect deeply with Soma. So I hope you can join me there. And finally, if you want to get on a one-on-one journey with me and learn the ins and outs of archetypal somatics and somatic shadow integration, liminal practices, dream work, um, all kinds of trauma as initiation practices. And if you want to learn about personal archetypes and universal archetypes, Freeing the Sacred Self, the two-part course in working with archetypes, Slayer Dragons and Guardians of Manifestation and Truth is available for a solo journey. So get in touch if you want to know more about Synchrosoma Consciousness Training. We are just now finishing up our course, Freeing the Sacred Self, Archetypes and Individuation. And if you missed out on that training and you'd like to hear about how to do that in a self-paced way, get in touch with me and learn about personal archetypes and universal archetypes. The courses come in two parts, Slayer Dragons and Guardians of Manifestation and Truth. It's a super duper deep dive to individuation and like a, a, a roadmap 
in the underworld and gives us a really huge leap forward into mastery of life, all the, all the worlds. So join me if you want to. Today's topic, um, I hope I don't come off super bossy. You know, recently, I, I maybe it's I'm <laughs> my age, I don't know. I get a little curmudgeon when I see a lot of BS and things being purported as, um, but they're kind of newfangled, culty, pop psychology. It just, it kind of irks me. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's part of being an elder or crone or something where I don't have to be nice. I don't have to be... Um, gentle. Uh, I don't really need, we don't, we don't need a safe space. You know, I trust you guys to turn this off if you don't like it. I trust you to, uh, discern the truth and feel it and, and not just gobble down everything I say. Um, because you're listening to my podcast and so you're probably stalking shadow and you're probably pretty skeptical about things that come your way. I hope. So today's topic is about the misuse of archetypes and archetypal ideas and symbols. And it comes in a lot in this dismembering through pop psychology ideas or systems. You know, there's always some new system. Um, And even the old systems can be misused. So, for example, I'm a huge lover of the Enneagram. Um, I've gotten pretty good at typing people, um, and it's very helpful to know how we fixate character wise. It's not a personality trait system. It's a, it's a character thing. There's only nine. There's 7 billion personalities or 8 billion personalities on the planet. There's nine character types with subtypes. Um, but often what happens is so-called experts or people that get into this kind of stuff or get into any kind of archetypal naming, anything, inner child, you know, inner also is a problem. They're not inner, they're inner, outer, in you, in me, they're everywhere. So we want to get away from the inner language, but but the, the main, like inner child, right? So, but the main thing is that people misuse systems like Enneagram like I'm an eight, to to deeper identification with the fixated state, not to coming out of fixation. So a lot of these Enneagram, or sorry, archetypal systems are labeling and dismembering. I kind of recently went off a little bit about this attachment idea that um, I'm not going to go deeply into it here, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to criticize everything, but dismemberment and decoding is very helpful when we're doing something that is giving us a big identity. So we're seeing how it's been so we can put it back together. 
Now, this is why witness consciousness is really important. And you don't see that in a lot of pop ideas, pop psychology ideas. There's a lack of spiritual depth and spiritual awareness. There's a focus on getting what I want personally. There's a lack of understanding about karma. And it becomes very me, me, me. It's all about me, like even my astrology. So here's my chart and here's all my stuff in my astrology. And here's where this is. And that really tells you all about me. It doesn't tell you all about you. It tells you where you can fall asleep to your true self. It tells you where you can uh, become confused about who you truly are. It tells you where a planetary energy might confuse you about your true power and greatness. It, it, it shows you what you're not. That's what Enneagram does. That's what um, everything, all these systems are supposed to do that. We are not supposed to adopt an archetype and then say, I am this. And that's, that can be very confusing for people. I've had clients that are working with archetypes or shadow, and I'll say something like, you know, what about integrating the mother archetype? And they'll be like, I'm not wanting to do that. Like, that's not part of my... And then it goes into shadow. The idea isn't I'm turning into a mother when I integrate this archetype. I am actually stitching it into me, bringing it into me so that I am not possessed and it is not working in shadow. The thing about archetypes in shadow is that when they're in the shadow is when they start to be really active in your life. When you bring them up and name them, you can uh, dissociate in a good way so that they can be integrated. It's just like enmeshment. Like if you're enmeshed with somebody, you can't have a good relationship with them. A lot of people are afraid to come out of enmeshment with their partners because they think, well, then I won't have them anymore. If they're solo and I'm solo, we're both sovereign. We, we won't have this connection anymore. It's the opposite. You're not connecting with that person. You're connecting with your projection when you're enmeshed. So if you actually want to know your partner and have a connection with them, you have to stop being enmeshed with them. Often that means ending the relationship as it was, like not living together, not doing this uh, enmeshed lifestyle. It's the same thing with our all of the forces. So, you know, the, the world of, of blaming the narcissist is kind of inside of this. Like, okay, now I've labeled this narcissist. They're the problem. They're the one that victimized me. And um, and I've got this really great label. That's who they are. A flattened two-dimensional image that when you say narcissist, you get what that person is. Well, first of all, it's a, it's a rare diagnosis. It's not a diagnosis just to call everybody a narcissist. I've talked about this before. What would be really good work though, if you are pointing the finger at somebody and saying they're a narcissist is to go look at the narcissist myth and find out how you're obsessed with your own reflection. In which ways is that happening in your life? Turning away from the projection. That's a good use of, and I'm not blaming you or anything like that. It's like, that's how we work with archetypes. That's how we deal with them so that we can get back to the bigger identity. Oh, this part of me is obsessed with 
you know, blaming and naming or something. And it's the same thing with this typing idea. So I said, I'm really good at typing people. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm 100% or something, but it's really helpful when I have a client and I can sort of start to suss out uh, Enneagram stuff. It's like a complete liberation so quickly when people get where they've been fixated and what they've been thinking they are so that they can get a better witness. They can bring love and connection to those parts that had been maligned into shadow because I thought they were somebody else or I thought um, they weren't me or, or, okay. So what I'm saying is in chat, we can shove them into the shadow or we can misuse the idea. So once I know I'm an Enneagram eight, I don't want to get good at being an Enneagram eight. I don't want to use it to increase my business. I don't want to use it to, um, empower myself and influence people and make great friends. And I don't want to revel in it, you know, like, wow, it's great to be an eight. There are always this or that. Um, I want to notice it so that because all of these possessions by these archetypal forces, whatever the system is that you're using, whether it's inner child work or uh, trauma survivor work or whatever you're doing, if you're using a label like I'm a blah 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 attachment style, if that's the thing that you're doing now, that's a dismemberment and an identification. So it, it's just not possible for you to be a label. <laughs> you're, you're definitely in a body. You're definitely... Uh, but you've been named by your parents, but is your name you? I mean, can any of us say, I am my name? Because what is a name? It's, you can't grab it. You could write it down, but you can't pick it up off the paper and hold it like an object. It's not a thing. It's an idea. It's a, it's a construct. It's a, it's a label. It's something imposed for good or bad. Now, one of the issues with getting kind of psychedelic and starting to really let the veils drop on Mahamaya and, and getting into Yogamaya and yoking yourself to the true self and getting in connection to, to source energy and everything and everyone everywhere and, and feeling the collective and getting that you're not... Immortal, that you you are in a cycle of reality, is it can be kind of, um, it can feel like I'm not tethered. Like, well, then who am I if I'm not this naming or that naming, or if I'm not if I'm not this archetypal force that I have believed myself to be? And if you take my courses, you know, little shameless plug. If you take my courses, we talk a lot about archetypes and what they are and how to contain them and how to work with them. And if you want to have a consultation, we can do that. I do those for free. Um, anyway, when you get connected to what these forces are, that is the liberating move. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. 
I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.